The revenue forecast released later this morning will project somewhat greater revenues in the future for the state. That reflects a recent and expected improvements in the Indiana economy. Coupled with a disciplined dividend from years of careful spending control, this forecast, if it proves accurate, means that the state will have a little larger margin of safety fiscally looking ahead. This encouraging news is no reason to abandon or relax our discipline. Everyone remembers how erroneous most recent forecasts have been, and there are many reasons to worry that even today's anemic economic growth could slow down rather than accelerate. Nonetheless, the prospects as we see them hold sufficient promise. In concert with the legislative leadership, I have decided to recommend that the upcoming budget be augmented by the addition of $150 million for K-12 education, with about a quarter of that being used to complete the extension of full-day kindergarten to every school district in the state. Another smaller fund will provide new dollars to pay our best teachers more in the new system that rewards performance, not seniority. Having brought full-day kindergarten to roughly three-fourths of our five-year-olds over the last few years, I've been eager to finish that job, and I thank those legislators, particularly these two leaders, whose support in restraining spending in other areas than K-12 has created the disciplined dividend that now makes it possible. I just want to uh, thank, uh, again, uh, Senator Long, Speaker Bosma, um, their leadership teams, uh, the budget as it's shaping up is a very uh, solid and strong one for Indiana. And um, the prospect of somewhat greater revenues to come, I think, means that we can uh, improve it further. I've given you, or uh, someone has, uh, two pieces of paper that I hope are, I think are important for your readers and listeners to uh, understand. Already, before this um, year's budget, Indiana devotes a higher percentage of its state spending to K-12 education than any state in America. And that gap, I suppose, will widen because, as you'll see on the other piece of paper, the map, at this point, we're the only state proposing, that I know of, proposing to increase K-12. Many other states um, are proposing very deep cuts, way beyond anything we've seen in Indiana. So um, we think this is a, the right thing to do. and. Uh, the uh, uh, proposals we're making have been very carefully crafted together with Dave and Brian and their uh, fiscal leadership, and uh, we're very serious about seeing them enacted. With, of the new money coming in, are you saying that all of it will go to education, or will some of it go to reserves? Well, this is money that might come in. This is, these are only projections, of course, but we think we have enough confidence in them that the, the only new spending we're recommending is for K-12 education, $150 million. About a quarter of that, or just a little more, will extend full-day kindergarten to the, re the remaining about one-fourth of our five-year-olds don't have access to it today. Uh, a smaller fund of between five and, and $10 million, uh, the legislature hasn't picked the number yet, will be uh, provided to those districts whose new uh, merit performance assessment plans do include paying the best teachers more. We will help them do that. Uh, that leaves two-thirds or uh, more of that of the 150 that will go into the funding formula 
for whatever purposes the schools need. Hey, before we do, before we do questions, uh, we may just look like face men up here to add to the government. I think Senator Long's going to say something, and I will, and then maybe we'll turn it over to questions. Well, I'll be very brief. Um, I agree with the governor that I, you know, I think the uh, the use of this, what we'll call a dividend, the improved economy, is, is great news, and uh, the prudent use of that money is to K through 12. In a year, really, where our focus is on educational reform and improvement, extending the, uh, some of this money to the completion of the full day K rollout to all the uh, five-year-olds in Indiana is really uh, consistent with what we're trying to do in education and totally appropriate. Early childhood education is a critical component of the uh, education of our young people. Uh, full day K is very important. Uh, part of that, and I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to see this roll out and totally support it. I do agree with the governor. I'll make this last comment that it's also important that we uh, you know, maintain our focus on the fact that it's a turbulent world out there, that uh, we don't know what the impact of a lot of the global activity today will have on the Indiana economy in the coming uh, you know, months and, and the years in our uh, biennial budget period. So it's important that we keep our eye on the ball and keep us, you know, whatever additional revenues come in, if they do, uh, tucked away in, in a surplus. But a portion of that, uh, to the extent it's going to be spent, should be spent on K-12. I totally support that. I know the speaker does well. I know he'll address that right now. Thank you. Thanks, David. Governor, uh, as we were discussing our own release on, uh, on this announcement this morning, I suggested it open with, in a rare joint appearance, uh, as I think about the last six and a half years of uh, leadership opportunities together. There have been very few times when Republican leaders have stood together with the governor and said, this is where we are on a key issue. We started, all, all of us, started this uh, session with two key budget goals. First, budget integrity, uh, a budget without a tax increase on Hoosiers yet meeting our critical needs, and second, Right behind that, a key commitment to, uh, to funding K-12 education, which we know is a key economic and uh, social indicator for our, for our future. Uh, our team has had uh, a, real, uh, a, a real commitment <clears throat> to the governor's commitment to fund early education opportunities. And as we discussed the possibility that there might be projected additional funds, uh, we came back to our core values, fiscal integrity, and uh, K-12 education. And we fully support the governor's uh, recommendation of putting a, a good deal of this in reserve to protect Hoosier taxpayers for the future and taking a, a great part of it and putting it right where it needs to be in K-12 education with the emphasis on early learning education especially. So with that. Thank you. In case you didn't bring your scorecard, he's the post player. He's the power forward, and I'm the point guard. <laughs> is I think what Jim was trying to get at earlier was, is $150,000, is that the amount we're going to see in the forecast? $150 million. Is that the amount? No, you'll see, something, you'll see something more than that. So how much will, so the rest of it, I guess, will be dedicated to the, um, to the balance? We'll see if there is a rest of it. You know, if we will not spend it. We, we don't believe in spending money we might have. We think there's a really good chance that at least 150 will show up. And so. Yeah, I think so. I think when you see the forecast, you'll see that this is, this is prudent and leaves a lot of room for error in the event that the economy turns back down, as some are saying. 
you'll see a lot of cautionary notes in the economic presentation uh, that goes into this forecast. Um, but um, it, I think there's plenty of margin of safety that at least 150 ought to be generated uh, beyond what was expected. You could say that. Uh, I, I, I've uh, been talking about full-day kindergarten a long time. With the help of the legislature, we can show you the figures. Indiana took a huge leap forward uh, in uh, starting in um, about 2007. But the recession brought it to a screeching halt. We got to about 75% of our kids um, in, uh, full, in districts that offer it. And um, this will complete the job, so yes. But I'm hardly the only one. These, these fellows have been uh, advocates of full-day K for a long time, too. And so will full-day K then be required? No, not mandatory. I, I've never thought it should be. Now, where it's available, where kindergarten's available, uh, almost 100% of families choose it. But we've never taken the position that they should be made to choose it. We've taken the position that it ought to be universally available and in a full-day form. And now we'll be able to do that. So districts would be required to offer it? I don't know a district that doesn't want to offer it. I think the recognition, the things Dave and Brian just talked about, of the value of earlier learning is pretty well universal. Would the school have an option to, if they didn't want to offer full dedicated, use that money elsewhere? No, the, the way that, no, there's a, there's a fund that the superintendent administers, which, um, they get they get money anyway that can be used for kindergartners, but it's only half the amount of a of an older student, and we've been topping that up. Um, and that fund uh, was only able to cover about three fourths of the district. Now, be able to cover all the districts. And why why prescribe that this is how this money can be used? Kind of been an advocate of local control. Why not give the schools the money and let them decide whether they need it more for remediation? Yeah. Well, more, more than two, about two-thirds is going to be no-strings uh, money. But full-day kindergarten is it's not an, obviously a new commitment. It's one we're trying to, to complete. And I think it has broad support across the uh, education spectrum. And um, so I, I'll be surprised if it's not, this isn't really welcomed. But um, you know, there are all kinds of ways in which the legislature, the department, um, decide through grants or other specific programs to address specific needs. We have a lot of money that's absolutely tied to special needs children, for instance. Yes. I would say completing full-day kindergarten is uh, very consistent with a policy of trying to do uh, more at the earlier ages. And the a new fund um, to pay our best teachers more clearly uh, fits with the reforms we hope are on the brink of bringing to Indiana, um, a, a reform that Secretary Duncan will be in town supporting today, that teachers should be rewarded based on the quality and the excellence of their teaching, not simply seniority or paper credentials, and to provide some funds to uh, encourage and assist districts that want to pay the best teachers more is, I think, a great idea that, um, that came from um, the legislators uh, and uh, that we embrace. And so do you have any sense of how many teachers could see 
well, thousands, but remember that the new evaluation system is not top-down, it is bottom-up, so it'll depend on what kind of systems the districts devise. We, I hope that all of them will not only begin evaluating teachers meaningfully and evaluating teachers based on uh, their uh, performance as it is observed in the classroom or uh, uh, is reflected in the, how much their kids grow academically, but I hope they'll also want to pay the best teachers more, and this will encourage that and, um, and uh, help them do it. You know, that's yes. That's very important to understand. There's been a lot, been an awful lot of misunderstanding about uh, the proposals that uh, the legislature is working on. But that's one. Yes, the the evaluation plans are going to be district by district, bottom up, and the uh, department will simply have a look at them to make sure they're not phony, that they're real. But again, I hope that all of them will want to join in in uh, not just protecting the best teachers, um, but, uh, but rewarding them. And that could be thousands, you know, uh, depending on the size of the awards and, and uh, how many in a given district uh, are going to be rated in the top category. Well, I can tell you that the, uh, the request to emphasize uh, the early learning opportunity actually originated with our team. The request for, uh, for the additional funds for, uh, for the teacher excellence uh, initiated in the Senate, we all got together to have a discussion about how we, uh, if there were additional funds, how we would want to prioritize them, discover we were all on exactly the same page. So our caucus will be, will be thrilled about this. I can tell you, as we've talked about some of the education reform issues, uh, many folks have said, why aren't we focusing on early learning opportunities as well? And, uh, and that, that piqued uh, our interest in this from the start throughout the session, and we had hoped that we would have sufficient finances to complete the program begun in 2005, and this is a great uh, announcement that we do. Else? Maybe. We do want to kind of concentrate on this, but you could try. Okay. Well, there's a few remaining local government bills yeah. out there, and, and they're largely kind of tinkering around on the edges. They're not the big reforms that you pushed in years, and I just wondered what you thought about why we can't seem to get those kinds of reforms moving. Well, I'm disappointed, but that's not new um, in this area, and we're just going to have to keep working. The, um, the reason is a perfectly foreseeable one. The, the benefits of this reform are spread over every taxpayer and every citizen and uh, uh, very, very thinly. But the very few people who have a stake in the current system care about this more than anything. And they're very, very vigorous and, and uh, many of them well connected. So it's, it's slow going, but uh, we'll try to eat the elephant one bite at a time. Uh huh. Positive. Yeah. Thank you very much.